Hey, husband. Yes, wife. What do cats eat for breakfast? What do cats eat? Mice Krispies. Wow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Random's Thoughts. I'm wife. And I'm husband, and that joke was grosser than normal. Yeah, it was better than some of the other ones that I thus found, though. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about it. It was, so, it was like Rice Krispie well, cereal yes. shaped like mice. No, I'm thinking it's crispy mice, like Kentucky Fried Mice. No, it, no, it's just like it's cereal shaped like a mouse. No, it's definitely Kentucky Fried Mice. Oh, I hate you a little bit right now. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you may have noticed that the sound quality is a little bit different, and our voices are slightly different. There's a reason for that. We are in a very special, magical land called Indianapolis. Is that? Is it? I don't know. Is it, though? We're, we're calling it that. Is it, though? Yeah, well, just deal with it. Well, we are officially at Gen Con. We are, indeed. We actually have been here for some time, but we uh, didn't get the opportunity to record when we first came in because well it was late yeah we uh drove so you know timing and yeah. sleep is important so we're planning on doing a few of these recordings throughout the weekend and then kind of giving you guys you know a little slice of gen con if you weren't able to make the trip out so you can live vicariously through us as we uh you know <laughs> Travel through the ravenous hordes that is the uh, several tens of thousands of people that are here. Yeah. Well, so for a quick snippet of day one of Gen Con, husband? Yeah, let's start with yesterday, actually. Since okay. Although we got in late, we are trying out for the first time putting stuff in the Selling Gen Con auction. Stuff. Yeah, it, it actually went a lot smoother than I expected, to yeah. be honest. Um, aside from me running a mile and a half to go find scotch tape and finding out that there was scotch tape behind the door the whole time. Yeah, that was a little unfortunate. Um, I was trying so, to tell wife to let me go looking, and she just kind of bolted. I run faster than you. In what world in, is that statement true? I run more frequently than you. I have better that stamina. That has no... I'm not sure that's true either. It's completely true. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we are trying the auction this year pro-life tip it is much easier to drop your things off on wednesday than it is on thursday because as i walked by this morning the line was gigantic to try to drop things off yeah we so got if you ever do the gen con auction wednesday night yeah we got there not actually not long before they were finishing up about an hour before they were finishing up but if it weren't for the fact that you know we were a little unprepared we would have been in and out of there in less than five minutes yeah which was really it was really wonderful to know because then we didn't waste as much time on Thursday. Which is really when you want to be in the convention. Yes, so Thursday is technically the first real day of the convention. Wednesday yeah. is trade day, but Thursday is where So if you happen to own a store, you get the special all-access pass and you get in a day early. Or if you're a teacher. That too. Um, but so yeah. in, instead, we started our day off pretty early because you actually had an event before I the... Had I had an event before the con even officially started. So the con officially started at 10 a.m. My event started at 9 a.m. It was a Harry Potter Giant Wars, so a 100-card singleton deck. For you Magic players town. out there or WoW players, it, it, think of it as Commander or the Chaos format. Yeah. So it isn't quite as restrictive because basically it's 
you know, single cards, 100-card deck, like Wife was saying, which is a cool format given that the life total in the Harry Potter TCG is your deck. So it, it significantly changes things. Yeah. Um, it definitely makes the games go a little bit longer, but, and it lets you play a little bit bigger, more ridiculous guys. Yeah, it's things, a fun thing. It's a things fun like format. Whomping Willow are challenging to actually play normally. I got a Fluffy on the board today. You hit Fluffy on the board? I hit Fluffy. So Fluffy is super expensive. However, he does 12 damage every turn. And he has like 21 health. So He's virtually immortal yeah, in this game. And it's really fun. Yeah. That's pretty cool that that did happen. So we were able to check in with the Harry Potter people, which is definitely fun. Whereas while Wife was playing, I was playing everyone's favorite game, Wait in Line. Yes, you are. But you liked the first line. Okay, yeah. So the first line was fun. Why was the first line fun? Well, I got Transformer TCG cards, and they are fantastic. So at Origins, and or excuse me, at SDCC and at Gen Con, WOTC, Wizards of the Coast, you know, those people that produce magic, you may have heard of it before. Maybe. They are now going to be producing officially. It's going to be out September 28th. Uh, you can actually listen to two podcasts ago. Yeah. We did, or the episode 33 and a half, we did a, uh introductory episode, and we're going to be doing more going forward because I'm super excited about it. So you could purchase a promo pack, and you could purchase the Autobot starter deck. But there's been a bunch of cool news that we'll cover in another show about that game. So we were able to pick up a, a couple copies of that because wife got one later on. Uh, they are limiting people from purchasing it, which is good because it would it really sucks going for these sort of things, and then you know they're all bought on the first day, or scalpers get them all. Yeah, that sort of thing. So I'm glad that they are limiting it so that the a greater quantity of people can get their hands on these things. Yeah, it definitely is nice for that, and it was also nice to see a lot of people seemed excited about it. Yeah, although it was weird standing in line. Uh, so I told wife this story. The people in front of me. The guy, there were a lot of people that were not Transformers fans or were quite clearly not familiar with it. Like, they were aware of Transformers, but they weren't fans. So it was a little strange that they were so excited because where the promos were being sold were kind of off, not in a corner, but it was off the beaten path. Yeah. So I was a little surprised that there were so many people that, you know, you could tell by the way they were discussing things that they weren't super into it. So it it's good, but it was just odd to me that people were, you know, jumping on it right away. It's hard to be as much of a fanboy as you, husband. Well, I mean, you got to set the standard somehow. <laughs> um, but anyway, after husband stood in that line, he stood in another line. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, that was, I didn't realize that they weren't, they, I'm assuming it is a regulation or something. Yeah. They had to wait until 10 a.m. And I went over there, we got hit there at 8 I guess. Yeah, 8, 8.30. So I was walking around trying to find the booth, and I found it at, say, 8.30 or 8.45, whatever. And I had to wait in line until 10. But I was talking to people. It was a good time. Um, and it was, you know, the line went quick. They handed out the promos. They sold everything to everybody. Real efficient. I then tried to sell a bunch of old Magic cards and literally stood in line for four hours. And while husband was standing in line for four hours, I went to the food trucks, which um, if you are at Gen Con, highly recommend the food trucks. I got frozen yogurt, 
It was delicious. I took a walk. I went to go get um, signed up for my race that I do every year at Gen Con. What's the actual name of that run? Orc Stomp. Okay, so have you talked the about the Orc Stomp? Stomp on I don't think I have. So every year um, on Friday, the uh, there's a group that does the Orc Stomp 5K. So you run. It's just you know a 3.1 mile race, but you are going to be chased by raptors. Or wasn't there another one? Uh, no, it's pretty much just been raptors the last well, couple of years. Didn't they have somebody in one of those goofy T-Rex costumes? No, just uh, there was one person in those. But So you're going to be chased by dinosaurs. and um, Spoiler so alert, are, wife is deathly afraid of dinosaurs. I, I understand it is an irrational fear. I understand that. I see dinosaur things and I start to cry because I really am that terrified of dinosaurs. But, story for another day, mainly because we don't need to talk about that failing. <laughs> um, so, every year, Friday morning, 6.30 a.m., there's a nice little 3.1 mile right run time out, through. Time out, time out. In no world is any kind of run described as nice. It is nice. No. Because you run through the park. No. You run through the White no. River State Park. You no. pass the zoo. Sometimes no. you can hear the lions roaring in the morning, which is super exciting. That would be um, a reason to keep running and running faster. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, so you do get chased by dinosaurs. If you beat the dinosaurs, you get like a special little ribbon to go on your uh, lanyard. Um, so all in all, it's a super fun race. We'll see how I feel if it's as much fun to me tomorrow as it is right now. Um, I've done it the last few years. And then after Orc Stomp, we will be going into the Harry Potter event. Yep. So if and you're... then we will be going into the WoW event. Yep. And then we will be going to bed because at that point it will probably be like 11 o'clock at night. So let's talk a little bit about what we're playing. So what are you playing in the Harry Potter event tomorrow, wife? I am playing Hermione Charms and Creatures. So if you're familiar with the Harry Potter TCG, there's a location. So think of it as an ongoing ability or an enchantment. The way locations work in the Harry Potter TCG is it, they're kind of legendary or unique, mm -hmm. for depending on whether you come from a magic or wow background. So if one is in play already and a new one is played by either player, it removes the existing one in play. Correct. So, Wand Shop causes all of your charms lessons, so your resource cards, to produce double. So, instead of one charm lesson, they produce two. So, you can imagine how quickly insane that can become. So, you can immediately jump up to really high-cost cards and start dropping them into play. So, basically, Wife is playing a super aggressive ramp deck. Yeah, essentially. So all them dragons, them uh -huh. fluffies, them all whomping my, willows. All my big cards that I don't usually get to play, that's what this deck is, which is fun. We'll see how it works out. I just like the chance to play the ridiculous cards. Yeah. So I, last year I played a character-focused deck. So characters in the Harry Potter TCG have very unique qualities, and they have a lot of very harsh drawbacks. So, for example... Once a character's in play, no one can actually play that character again. Correct. Extra copies are just straight up dead. So the entire focus of the deck was to use other cards to both play my characters and then remove them once they've been used so that I can get them back in and trigger their powers again. It was actually a really fun deck, 
problem is is that it, it was very draining to play. Yeah. So what I'm playing this year is actually a Draco Malfoy build that's heavily focused on items. So in this particular case, as we mentioned before, the, your life total is your deck. So every time you take damage, you're milling cards, and when you run out of cards, you lose. So this particular build tries to combo out a few different things to take advantage of. A, since you're all in on items, you blank all of your opponent's opposing creature removal things. Mm -hmm. uh, you also, items don't seem to be a very common thing that people are concerned with. Is so I'm hoping true? to dodge a lot of removal. But also, they can hit pretty hard. So yeah. the, the combo, in general, focuses around Arthur Weasley. So you can activate him to deal damage equal to the cost of an item you have. Well, there are some 10-cost-plus items in this deck that you can ramp into using other stuff, not unlike Wife's, and you end up just dropping a 10-cost thing, hammering them for 10 every turn, and then when you feel like it, you can activate the 10-cost item to deal 13. So you can f close the game out in short order if it I can get out. there. Yeah. So we'll see. And then we have our wonderful WoW event Which immediately I'm really following about. the um, Harry Potter event. So I'm playing a deck that you all know, so I'm not really going to describe it because it's werewolves, and we've described that before. Yeah. I wanted something light and fun. We've done the, you know, trying to play for real yeah. thing the past couple of years. Now I want to have fun. Yeah. I say, a whole bunch of times. Well, we'll see how it goes, because the word on the street, the the rumor is that there's going to be a lot of Warlock. So we'll yeah. see how that so it's goes. it's going to be a poor life choice for me, but whatever. I'm well, I, I think you have a chance. You can race it. The yeah. issue for me is, or it's not an issue, I decided to roll back and play the deck that I played two years ago. It's uh, Death's Here Zucaraj. It's one of the Scourge heroes. The main reason is, actually, as of a couple weeks ago, I was testing... I was really, really going to play uh, Merc Deep, who yeah. is the Murloc Shaman hero, because I really wanted to have this interaction happen. Play Signet of Manifested Pain. Now, as of the more recent sets, like the, uh, I want to say it was War of the Ancients block, maybe, or no, it was with Thrones block, probably, because uh, that would make more sense. It, they actually made Murloc and Ogre and Naga and all those other ones count as races originally it was not an official it was not a air quotes standard race so therefore things that were looking for races would not trigger if you were a murloc or you were a, a um you know any of the, the other things like an ogre or whatever it had to basically be your traditional horde alliance races since those are now recognized Things like Signet of Manifested Pain now can produce Warlock, or excuse me, Murloc tokens, or Ogre tokens, or whatever. So, that sounds great and all, and Merc Deep's powers, whenever a Murloc comes in, you deal one to your opponent, heal one, but it costs four to flip, like, who cares? Yeah. Well, here's why you care. Because you can set up one of two cards. One is Gobbler. So, Gobbler's a six-cost Murloc ally. That whenever he attacks, you can search your deck for a Murloc and put it into your hand. Okay, well, it's cost six. It's slow. Who cares? This is the cool part. Whenever he or another Murloc dies, you can kill one of your opponent's allies. 
So if you have a bunch of Signet of Manifested Pain tokens, you can just run them into your opponent's team, and no matter how big they are, they're eating your opponent's guys. Yeah. So Which when is Gobbler, super fun. so if you manage to have a couple, even a couple tokens on board, Gobbler comes down and probably wipes the board. Yeah. Then here's the, here's the coup de gras is you can play Swift Eye, who's a six six zero zero ally, Murloc Mage. He gets plus three plus three for every Murloc hero and ally you have. So he's obviously a six six when he comes out because he counts himself. Yeah. Then if you have a Signet Manifested Pain token, he's a 9-9. If you have two, he's a 12-12. If you happen to have a Gobbler because you searched for him with an attack, he's a 15-15. And the best is, if they Hezriana it, they're not going to have any Murlocs. It gives her nothing. Yeah. It's great. So I really wanted to play this deck because I was playing it basically out of a Google Shaman build. So utilizing Ancestral Awakening. The problem is, is that in general, while the deck can win, it A, has a hard time against uh, werewolves, I found. Yeah. It also has a really hard time, in general, against anything aggressive because... It's a little slow. Yeah, everything is at minimum one turn too slow. So, for example, in traditional Google Shaman builds, you're probably going to run Weldon Barov. He costs five, he locks up the board. Great. Well, what if I told you I was playing Gorlash, Herald of the Elements, where when he comes in, he deals four damage split any way I want? It sounds great, except he costs six. Yeah. Or I could run Nash, who clears the board of anything three or less. He costs six. Now, I do get access to Commander Ulthok, but beyond Commander Ulthok, there's really not many five-cost allies that are neutral, that are that exciting. In general, it's tough to build a neutral hero deck because, yes, you get some awesome monster hero required or, you know, whatever allies or cards in general. The issue is be out, outside of those couple of options like Commander Ulthok or, you know, pumping your hero with Unholy Power in any of the Demon mm-hmm. Warlocks, when you go beyond that, you could just instead include those cool cards in a regular Hoarder Alliance deck. Yeah. And it's tough to justify justify going beyond it. So, in any case, we're going to see how it works out. I'm playing the Zucraj build that I played a couple years ago because I really do like that deck. And and it was worth trying again. Because they're amusing to me. So, we're going to probably close it up there, keep this one short. Like, we'll probably compile all these later yeah, on. Yeah, we're going to add them one. all together because otherwise it's going to be a lot of short little vignettes, which is fine. But, um, husband, Men in Black is on, and we have to, you know, go to bed and wake up early. Well, you have to go to bed. Okay, I ain't getting I have up to early. Go to bed and wake up early. I'm not insane in doing that run. So, I just, you know, I got to go watch Will Smith kick some butt before <laughs> we leave. Anyway. So, for now, see you all tomorrow. Later. So, guys, it's Friday at Gen Con. And it has been a long, long Friday. Yeah, so um, I started my day off with the Orc Stomp 5K at 6.30 in the morning. For those of you not familiar with that, as wife said, it's a very early morning run. 
Yes, it's a 5K. It's fun. It goes through no, the... No. Don't be one of those people that's like, running is fun. Running, no, it's not. Running is fun. No. Anyway. Anyone out there who's played sports of any kind can tell you that conditioning is not fun. It's a necessary evil. <laughs> but no one just goes running for fun. I go running for fun. There are, no, no. No one does. Anyway. You're, you're lying. Anyway, You're it actually goes through, lying to our listeners. <laughs> it goes through the uh, White River National Park or uh, State Park, rather. Um, it's a nice little run. You go uh, past the uh, NCAA Hall of Fame, and you go down along the river, and you cross back over. It's it's fun. Um, every some people dress up in costumes. I'm never that organized, but um, some people do it. And power to them. There weren't any raptors chasing me this year, though. So, wait, they didn't have any dinosaurs? No, there were no dinosaurs, which actually might have made me run faster. I wonder if that's was it a one-time terrifying. thing. Like, they did it two years in a row. Oh, they did? Because uh, I was going to say, I wonder if they yeah. only did it for the 50th. But... No, they did it last year and the mm-hmm. year before, so who knows. Maybe those but people couldn't make it this year or something. It's possible, but it was a fun day. Um, I finished, which was exciting, and I finished in just enough time. To race back to the hotel, grab a quick shower, and head over to the CCG Hall. Where we proceeded to spend virtually the entire day. Which is why I'm so tired. Which, that don't take this the wrong way. We both love playing in events, but you'd be surprised how tired you can get from just sitting in a chair well, all day. We were there, for, we were in the CCG Hall from 9 to 9? Kind of, like yeah, I think so. Now. Something like that, but... Somewhere around there. Yeah. And then by the time you get back and, you know, even if you're super, you know, when you get super tired and you're not ready to actually sleep. Yeah. So. And, or you have to record a podcast. Well, there's that too. Um, but yeah, so we started off our day together. Yeah. which With it, the Harry Potter TCG. Yep. So uh, Stefan put on another great show this year. It was. Another great event. We had, a, I think we had another full event. We had like 24. Three people, twenty-four people. Did we hit that? I know it was in the twenties. Yeah, but I don't know the exact number. I'm pretty sure we hit full, or we're just about there. I'm sure um, by the time this goes up, yeah, but because we're not gonna, this is not gonna actually get up until the week after. But uh, Stephen will probably have everything. Yeah, there were. It, we definitely grew again this year, which is always exciting. Yeah, there it's were actually a lot of new faces, which is good. Um, and there was a lot of McGonagall. There was, uh, there's actually some also exciting news that we can talk about there in a minute, was. but we'll go chronologically. Yeah. So, again, Stefan put on a great event. It was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, as wife said, we got a bunch of new faces and some returning faces, which was cool. Yeah, so, and you know, it's, it's really exciting. Like, by year three, we start to know people, which yeah. is always fun. The, one of the things that I wanted to point out, so listeners that are into the Harry Potter TCG, there will be, Seven did take deck lists. Yes, year. he did take deck lists. So, so we're hoping that we can get a hold of those deck lists or Stefan will post them somewhere so we can do some analysis later on. Because I think it's interesting. And we're hitting that point in the game now that it's been several years mm-hmm. where... It's worth looking at, okay, what's working, what's not, what's fun, what's, you know, causing problems, yeah. if there is anything, that sort of thing. Plus, it's also cool to talk about it and see what ideas people had. It really is. And um, so he'll probably either post it in the Harry Potter TCG Facebook or post it... Um, well, we'll see where he posts. I'm yeah. sure he'll put a note on there somewhere. Yeah, he always so, he's pretty good about that. Before we get into how we did, and we'll, we'll see how we're going to do it this year, because we wrote... Tournament reports last year. But this I don't year know we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to see how, whether we're going to do more for all our events, a more in-depth 
dedicated episode later. But high level, let's run through it. What did you play, wife? Um, I played Hermione Charms, which essentially means I get to, and char- Charms creatures, so I get to blare lessons onto the table. Yeah, so Hermione Granger lets you ramp really fast, so with Wand Shop, wife could drop dragons and whopping willows and fangs, yeah. or not fang, uh, fluffies and stuff onto yeah. the board. My Norwegian rige- yeah, my Norwegian Ridgebacks were very yeah. popular. Where- and- by popular, I mean they were hated, but whatever. Well, whereas I leaned a little bit more on the green side and played Draco Malfoy Slytherin, so I was I was almost entirely pure items. So Draco gives you an extra action when you first play an item. So it was just kind of abusing that mechanic. Now, at the end of the day, like I said, we're going to get into this more in depth later on, either in another episode or articles, but I did not do very well, and did you... Bubble wife? I bubbled. So, I lost, so... Um, they cut the top four, right? Yeah, they cut the top four. I was five. Um, it all came down to my last round, and unfortunately, I did not see any lessons for two of our three games for the yeah. first, like, five turns. We we have a lot of opinions about a number of different things, but we'll, we'll dive into that yeah. later. It was definitely a lot of fun, though. It was. Even in my losing efforts, it was a lot of... So I think I finished 2-3 or maybe 3-2. I don't remember. I'll have to check my notes. It's been a long day. It's, everything kind of runs together after a while. Yeah. Uh, it, it was still a lot of fun. It was mm-hmm. cool to play against other people. <clears throat> Excuse me. I definitely recognize some weaknesses in our in my deck, especially against the given field that we saw. Yeah. Which, in retrospect, should have been obvious that that was the meta. It should have been. As wife said, there, there was McGon- like a sea of McGonagall. So McGonagall, her starting thing is she gives you a lesson. She gives you transfiguration. But that's the thing. It's a red lesson and splashing for red is really big. Yeah. And most, most red cards, you don't have to discard X number of red lessons. So all you need is have McGonagall and you've got a double or triple color deck. And that's even before you consider that because you start with a free lesson, you're already ramped up one. Like it gives you essentially one free action at the start of the game to play a lesson. Yeah. Kind of thing. So it, my build does have a weakness. I, I definitely misplayed a little bit. And when we go into more depth stuff, but at the end of the day, it was a lot of fun. I do love playing this game. Like, it's so unique. It is. It's really unique. And um, the player community there is really, there's a lot of Harry Potter fans, which are my people. Yeah. And we, uh, we had a special guest. We did have a special guest. So, um, while the top four were playing, we had a special visitor. Yeah, so we, uh, wife and I, since wife bubbled and I scrubbed out, we ran to get some food or, you know, poke around the, the exhibitor hall a little bit, and we were going to come back for the finals while everybody was finishing their matches. So I get back before wife, uh, and there's somebody new standing there who wasn't playing, and uh, Stefan sees me, pulls me over, and says, You won't believe who's here! You know, and it turns out that one of the original designers, developers for the Harry Potter TCG was present at Gen Con this year. Yes, she was, and she came over and she said it warmed her heart that we were all still playing the game. Exactly, and it, it is pretty cool. I believe her name was Elaine. I don't recall her last name. I don't either. Uh, I should have wrote it down, but it was it was kind of one of those moments where it's like, this is so cool. Yeah. That somebody was there, and it's, especially for something like this, like, exactly what she said that I can only imagine from their side that it's 
you made this thing. You know, that was your job and probably had a lot of late nights, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to make this thing work. And people it, are, still love it decade, like over a decade later. Almost two decades later. We're closing in on two decades. Which is insane. So it's it's funny that, you know, serendipitously that it worked out this yeah. way. And it, it was really cool. You know, we were, you know, taking pictures. She graciously, I think, autographed some stuff for people. Yeah, she was she was really nice. Um, it was very, it was really inc- nice to meet somebody who had such a hand in this game. Exactly. It would be great to meet the other people, too. And hopefully, if Gen Con is on their schedule, I mean, they, you know, real life, if Gen Con is one of the things that they come to, hopefully they can make another trip out because we'd love to see the faces there and yeah you know it's cool to have that involvement for some of the bigger games you don't always see that yeah sometimes they're just behind the scenes and you never and and it's not necessarily they don't want to be but think about it does mark rosewater really have the time to go out and kiss babies and shake hands at at random say that backwards again that would be weird yeah (laughs) uh a small slip of the tongue Uh uh-huh so i'll never let you live down but anyway, yeah, it was a really cool event. Like I said, we'll we'll definitely get into more stuff, but we want Some to cover pretty sweet trophies that we didn't get, oh, but they're man, still yeah. really sweet. Um, if so... you haven't seen them, go check out the Facebook group. I'm sure they're up there. Yeah, they are. They're and awesome. We, and we definitely want to get an interview with the winner, Brittany. Yes. Who defend successfully defended her title? So yes, we've had two back to back champions: Josiah two years, and now Brittany, and then Brittany two, years. two years. So. Uh, Maybe we'll have a new champion next year. We'll have to see. I don't know. Maybe Brittany maybe will defend her championship three years. Go for the three-peat? Maybe. The first three-peat champion? We'll, we'll see. see. So from there, what was next, wife? Next was a very, very, very quick dinner because uh, we only had about ten minutes. Yes. Um, and then it was the WoW TCG World Championship. So <sighs> again, again, Logan put on... A great event, yeah. Just like Stefan, it was a really great event. Um, Stefan actually played in. Stefan did play <laughs> yes. in the event. He did very good for his first time. Yeah, it was actually pretty pretty impressed. So, uh, again, wife and I didn't really have a spectacular show. Well, I didn't no. have a spectacular showing. I went in. I've been saying for a few episodes now that I wanted to do something meme-y. Uh We'll get into this again more detail on another show, but I really wanted to play Merc Deep, the Murloc monster shaman. Long story short, I didn't, because I say the 11th hour, but it was actually about two weeks ago, I decided it was not performing well. It did really good in testing prior to that, then all of a sudden I was playing some more games, and it was just getting demolished. Mm -hmm. So I rolled back and played Deathseer Zucaraj, like I said in our last recording, and it didn't work out for me. I lost Woodrow. Thanks, Woodrow. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so congratulations. Um, congratulations, Woodrow. Woodrow. You are our WoW TCG champion. And congratulations, Nathan. You are our second place champion. Yep. Um, they both so had really cool days, especially really Nathan's did. deck. So we're, we want to definitely try and set up interviews with everybody so you guys can hear about it. Logan did deck lists again, so yep. once we can get those out there, we can talk about them too. Yeah. I don't um, think anybody wants to hear about mine because no. I did terrible. and. Wife. Well, we can look it up from two years ago. And wife, yours is kind of boring. Yeah, mine was super boring. I was playing werewolves. Arrgh! So, um, I mean, I, I think werewolves is still pretty well positioned. No, I think it is. I had a, I had a couple of hands where I just didn't draw what I needed, which you know happens. Um, but yeah, no, I think werewolves is fine. Um, and 
we have a super big event tomorrow, and so I may not have wanted to put extra thought into my WoW deck. Well, <laughs> so you I'm make it tired. sound like we didn't care. No, no, we did care. We did, but the... I, wanted, so but the, I just wanted to play something that I was comfortable with, and like it wasn't a fully new learning experience, yeah. you know? So the other event that Wife is alluding to is we are playing in uh, Nat- U.S. Nationals for uh-huh. Light Seekers. Uh, it is, well, it, it, the game's still alive. Yeah. So, as so, you would imagine, there's a little more emphasis on prize support in that yeah. one. But speaking of WoW TCG prize support, Nate, uh, Woodrow is now the owner of a super cool um, playmat. That playmat looks and, spectacular. Yeah. Logan did an excellent job on uh, the playmat. It's a Pandaren playmat. It is really yeah, it awesome. Yeah, it's on it. And... Um, and Chen, he also like, gave I out... love Chen. Yeah. Like, Chen, I, <laughs> I always try and find, talk, speaking of Mimi decks, I was so, I was this close, for, since this is audio, you can't see it, but it's like a hair's breadth close of playing one of the many Chen Storm Stouts in a variety of decks, because, yeah. so, like I said, I wanted to play Merc Deep, and I don't want to get too far into it, make this super long, but, uh... I really thought it would be funny to like ancestral awakening him out and then be able to say another round and yeah, then try you... and lock down their board, sort of. It would never work, but I'm trying. I so, want to make it happen. Peek into husband and wife's life. Um, if like husband eats all of like his first helping of dinner, every time we might ask each other another round because <laughs> um, we're dorks. But, yeah, it was a fun event, um, and there were some door prizes. I am the lucky owner of the Sylvanas Vinyl Pop. Yeah, but she's not really popular right now. You know what? Nope. My headcanon stopped two weeks ago, and now I'm in my own little horde universe, and everybody else can bite me because I haven't logged into the MMO in six months. So, you know what? That's where it ended. Yeah, I, uh... If no. you aren't familiar, no. have you seen any of the no. cinematics? No, uh, there are no other cinematics. I am... WoW ended, unfortunately, <laughs> six months ago, and Sylvanas is still a badass. So... No. The short version is, I'm unhappy. Yeah, we're we'll, both unhappy, We'll but leave it at that. I'm in denial, and I prefer it my we'll way. We'll leave it at that. But anyway, so yeah, both events went pretty smoothly. Yeah. They were definitely a lot of fun. So even though I scrubbed out, like I and I will openly admit, I like I said, I played poorly. I didn't, you know. It it was still fun playing the game. I I always want to be able to make it to this event because it's just so much fun playing WoW. It really is. I love this game. Like it just makes me so happy. Yeah, and there were there were a lot of cool ideas that were there. There was a variety of different decks. Once the event was over, I played against Logan a, a little bit, and he had some spicy brews, yeah. which were kind of cool. Um, yeah, that's it, a hint, and also into what he was playing. Was uh, it? No, no, not in the one okay. I played. He did have uh, he obviously something mist wise. And so, oh, and speaking of mist stuff, uh, did you tell him about the promos? No, we got really. Oh my gosh, they were so cool. So we got promos of um one of the. Uh, Panda cards, Pandaren cards, and they, Logan, they are as good as any professional card ever. They look, um, they look both faces, so it's an actual card. 
regular, you know, two and a half by three and a half. And it has, you know, the Retro Wow logo on it. It has, it has yeah. some super cool it just, artwork. It makes it, me so happy. It was fun. Like it was like it was like opening a brand new pack of Wow. Cards. Well, no, here's so here's what happened for me. He handed them out, and it just had this weird feeling of being back in the life of the game. Because most games, they'll you know hand out promos for playing in bigger events, and it was just cool sitting down with my WoW TCG deck to play a tournament and then getting a participation promo of a WoW card. Yeah. And it was like, that was really fun. It was fun. really nice. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool. It was a fun event. Yeah. But husband. What? We have to be up early again tomorrow. All right, wife. Until next time, dear listeners. Good night. I'm mildly less tired today. I'm not. I didn't sleep at all last night. I know. So, yeah. Our day started by real quick running to the auction hall to see if any of our stuff sold. Um, Which, if you don't know, Gen Con does an auction every year where you can basically sell old games to buy new games. They have a pseudo store, too. So, what you can do is either put something in the store or the auction... And, or you could set it to the auction. If it doesn't sell, then it goes to the store for, you know, whatever your minimum bid was. Uh, so we had, you know, a bunch of old games. There were things that we probably weren't going to get to play again, for at least certainly not in the foreseeable future. So try and see if we could offset a few costs. Yep. And so, um, but yeah, just a, a plug to that because it is a really well, well-run organization. Um, and so if you ever do it next year... Could be fun. One day we'll actually sit in on it and see what people are selling. But yeah, we've never actually participated in buying anything. This this is literally the first year we did it, and it was only to sell stuff. So maybe yeah, next year. Next year, but um, then we went back to the CCG hall because we didn't get enough of it yesterday. Yeah, we might as well have just stayed, especially right? with the way I slept. So um, um, no, I slept like a baby. We needed to go home. So we, as we mentioned in our recent recording, we were participating in U.S. Nationals for Lightseekers. Yep. So it turned out there were 48? 48, yeah. 48 people, which is a pretty good turnout considering it's at Gen Con. So one thing that, it makes sense for the Harry Potter TCG and WoW mm-hmm. to do it at Gen Con. It's, it, you're, let's face it, it would probably be unreasonable to ask everyone to travel for a random tournament in the middle of the year. Yeah. But you could Without reason- anything else going on. But you could reasonably ask people to say, oh, well, while you're at Gen Con... Come play WoW, come play Harry Potter, come play whatever. For larger, but in general, it's tough to run events and say, oh, by the way, not only did you have to play in this qualifier that you probably had to travel to and pay for to play in, oh, you also need to buy a badge and play in... Yeah. Go to, like, travel across the country or continent or whatever. But that being said, Lightseekers had a pretty decent tryout. Yeah, they, they had a last chance qualifier on Friday. Yep. Um, and I think two people got in out of it? No, eight. Eight, okay. Now, I don't know if all eight played. No, yeah. So I think the overall was, the rumor was there were 90 and change invites given out over the course of the season. So actually, Mm -hmm. given that, the amount of people that showed up is pretty good. Because again, it's not cheap to go to Gen Con. No, it is not. Yeah, for us, it's our vacation every year, so, you know... Normal people go to Disney World, I guess, or, you know, 
something like to a cruise. To be fair, I'd go to Disney World in a heartbeat, but I know I'm never going to get you to go visit the mouse with me. You can me. go. I'm not going. I know. Anyway. When they bring back Darkwing Duck... Then we can he's talk. He's in the parade now. Oh, he's in the parade he's now. No, he is in the Animal Kingdom parade. Don't even. What? Why is yes, it? Because they have a whole duck-themed no. thing in Animal that, Kingdom that, now. That doesn't count. Just because they release, like, one toy, a pop vinyl, and then have someone die of heat stroke in a parade does not count. They, I want a cartoon. I want a comic book. He's I in, want a card game. Okay, I want a video game. He's in DuckTales and... He's a cartoon in a cartoon. Stop. I'm going to stop. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we're done with this tangent. So it was the Light Seekers event. It was um, about 48 people. I'm like just recapping after that tangent. And so, so six rounds. Yeah. Six uh, rounds, which um, each round is an hour, except each round also goes to time. So it was like an hour 15 So, But here's the thing. They, they did change that, which I was very happy about. Yeah. So originally they only had 15-minute rounds and all the qualifiers, and there was there are a number of decks that take a long time to win. And let's face it, in no game does anybody want to win or lose on time. Yeah. Like, it's not a fun experience for anyone involved. And it was, we were concerned coming in, but I'm glad they changed it. Yeah, I'm really glad they changed it to an hour. So, um, I don't remember if we've talked about it previously, but they were trying a new, well, not new, but they were trying a different format for Nationals. So, if you're familiar with Hearthstone, uh, and you've followed their tournament scene at all, instead of bringing one deck and a sideboard, which is what their qualifier season was, and has been in every other event, to my knowledge, up to this point, maybe people were, there was one random advanced event but advanced constructed is similar to hearthstone you bring three decks prior to the match your opponent bans one of your heroes so you can't play that and you ban one of their heroes and you in order to win you have to win with each deck only once so if you win with deck a you can't play it again you then have to win with deck b if you lose with deck a in game one you could play it again and win in game two theoretically and then have to play deck b or do it in the opposite order. It, as you would imagine, changes a lot of things. Strategically, yeah. logistically, everything. Yeah, it really does. Um, it makes planning for the event a whole lot harder. Yeah, so... I it, won't lie. It was um, rough getting into this one because we had to think, not only is what are the top t- top decks what are all the top decks and what are answers to all the top decks Yeah, it, and what do we think people are going to be playing and it was also, an exhausting process. It also, this, as we said, was the first in this format at a major event especially. So I had played in an advanced constructed last week just to get a feel for it, but it was like seven people or eight people. So it, it wasn't a you know, a great sample size. Yeah. And additionally, to my knowledge, there haven't been any other events at all. So everyone was kind of going in blind outside of their own internal testing. So it was, it was a new, a new day for everyone. It was a new beast. Yeah. I think the, at least, I was really worried that the banning process was going to take forever, but it went, that went really quickly. That was really smooth. Yeah. Ultimately the banning, because they did, uh, provide, I guess, a suggested methodology via email to everyone. Yeah, uh, which is everybody put all three heroes in the same color sleeves, but different from your decks. So all you have to do is present, they put one down 
Uh, they put two that you can play down, one that you can't play separate, and that's how you did the ban. And really, as, t- as far as I know, there were very few people who had also very few cards that they had to swap between decks. Yeah. Because that was something you were allowed to do, obviously, as a concession to the idea that now you're required to field three tournament caliber decks, it's going to be a little costly. Yes, very costly. So they allowed people to switch effectively sideboard between games. You still had to keep your legal decks because there were no sideboards. But as far as an overhead kind of thing, time-wise, you essentially weren't adding much more beyond what sideboarding would do. Yeah, and I think that... I was really worried about that all that process, like switching cards, and I, and that went really smoothly today. Yeah, it, uh, and I honestly, I will, I can attribute it not solely, but a good portion to extending the round timer. Yeah, I think that was necessary because there were still plenty of games that went to time. Yeah, and I can only imagine the number that would have went to time if we had minus ten minutes. That would be yeah. Um. There'd be so much going to time. But, yeah, that extra 10 minutes was really nice. Um, it also was really nice for me because I was playing triple aggro, so I got to go get food. Yeah, wife was... Uh, I, was team she, mom, I was team mom. To some extent, you were. So you were able to uh, to be able to get all that stuff to ferry for everyone because, well, you were done in, like, five minutes. Yeah, triple aggro. Whereas I was playing, uh, I would say, two mid-range but one of the mid-range is leaning towards late, and then another super late game. Super control. late game. Now, what's funny, and we'll we'll do this in another episode because it's a lot of there a is lot so to unpack. much to talk about today. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack strategically. Like there, there's so much for the banning process and stuff. Uh, but almost nobody let me play Trianu, and I think it because the rumor was that there was a like it was infectious almost at the last chance qualifier. So I think everyone was not necessarily afraid of it, but saw what it could do. And it was just stuck in people's minds. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I, um, everybody banned my Cassini almost all day. Mm-hmm. Like I think only one or two people, which is odd because I don't know. I guess they didn't know what to expect out of your other two builds. Yeah. Um, so I played Zuna, Ushi, Cassini, mm-hmm. aggro Ushi. I, Super aggro Zuna and relatively aggro Cassini. Yeah, in retrospect, um, we probably should have built your at least there was it. There is at least one change to your deck that I think we should have made. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't. Maybe we shouldn't have. It was fine the way it was. I was happy. Yeah. Because I had a pretty good record today. Yeah. So we both X two'd. Yep. Which so, means that we made day two. Yes. So we will be playing on Tomorrow. Championship Sunday. Yeah. And we're going to be competing for some prizes. Lots of prizes. So, uh, and it's also, you know, a little bit of pride. Yeah. A little bit of pride. Um, so... Especially after getting some bruised pride yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yesterday was bruised pride, so this is helping um Make me feel a little, a little bit, bit better. Yeah, it, it was one of the, uh, I don't want to say that we didn't, we put in a lot of effort for all the games, so... I don't want anyone out there listening to think that we didn't try for WoW yeah. or because we really did test no, a lot. Tried. But it the was... problem is is that real life and trying to do three, three wildly events. different yeah. games. They're not even it's not even you know, it's magic and something close to magic. It's 
Harry Potter, WoW, and Lightseekers function so wildly differently they on really every level that we actually had difficulty testing where it's, let's say we had a, a free Saturday, and we were going to test, okay, well, we'll test, you know, four or five hours, we'll say. We'll start with Harry Potter, and then we'll go into Lightseekers, and then I'd be playing Lightseekers and discarding cards from the top of my deck to kill myself. And we we would all be like, wait a minute, that that's, that's not, not we're, we're in some works. of the games... We get mulligans, and other ones we don't. And, yeah. you know, it was, or some of them you get actions, some of them you have to use reason. And it, it sounds silly because it's like, yeah, those are the rules of the game. But at the same time, we're hitting the point in our lives where it's, you have to like actively <laughs> change gears with your brain yeah. to think about it and really be in the mindset to do it. Mm. Last year, when we only did Harry Potter and WoW, I felt pretty good. Yeah. But, this year with a third one and just real stu- real life stuff yeah. it was just super challenging yeah so it i'm glad that at least one of the three were doing well, okay well. on yeah so it um tomorrow is top 16 um and it starts at 9 a.m. so we have a lot of early starts this year although that isn't that early i know like, but, well i mean for gen con it's early is it is it, though? Usually, most of the events don't start till 10, 30, 11, but maybe it's just looking at things through rose-colored glasses well, for remember, previous years. Well, remember, we also, they, like, the CCG hall technically never closes. This is true. And neither do the D&D halls. Which is terrifying to me. Yeah. Um, for those of you who go to Gen Con and can stay up till 3 a.m., power to you. I am very proud of you. I mean, I could, but I'm I would old. be so dehydrated from drinking coffee like every two hours. I yeah. may not. And then from having drank all that coffee, I probably wouldn't sleep until the Wednesday afterwards. <laughs> like, it would be bad. All I would need is like two sips of the coffee to not sleep till the Wednesday after. But that's a story for another day. Those of you who, those of you who have seen me caffeinated, I'm sorry. Um, She's very, very little, so it doesn't take a whole lot of caffeine. And one day I'm going to grow. Um, but yeah, so (laughs) we both went, uh, X2, we'll do more of an in-depth round analysis, but overall, um, I, my opponents were super friendly. I also, because we had a lunch break today, which is abnormal. So for those of you out there who haven't been to big tournaments, it is, they do not do lunch breaks in most cases. So... A six-round tournament to me, wife and I were talking about this as we were coming back, a three- and four-round tournament is small to me. Yeah. A five and six is medium, and then seven-plus rounds is big or long. Now, they took a break after round three for an hour? 45 minutes. I, maybe really I, like I think I finished early, yeah, because I think I finished a little bit earlier that round, yeah. so we, I had a little more time. I actually got to sneak in. I learned to play for the Transformers card game. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it was awesome. And I was, we were cutting it close because the the people that I was grouped with just had a lot of questions, which is completely reasonable to learn to play. I already knew everything because I already read the rules and, and I analyzed really, them. Yeah, and started oh, I've, designing decks in his head and. But they give out. They were giving out promos for the learn to play and for picking up the product. So I'm like, I gotta get it, and I managed to get all of the copy like i got the starter and the the promos from buying them so and then he made me do that too so i was very excited and very happy with our haul today so far so we'll yeah. see if our good fortune continues hopefully 
Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Stop, we're going to get sued. <laughs> I don't even know what that's from. Neither do I. I um, it sound, like, it's definitely something from the 80s. No, I don't know. I don't I, know. I'm gonna, somebody, one of the listeners is going to tell us, I'm going to feel super dumb that I couldn't remember. Yeah, and I'm, sure. It's now, been, it's now been four days. My <laughs> eyes feel like they are either covered in sandpaper or on fire or they're about to, like, roll out of my head. I don't know. I had a Coca-Cola. Uh-huh. So I feel fantastic. So we started blurry-eyed and beaten down this True. morning. Um, <laughs> we started the top 16 at 9 a.m., single round elimination. Yep. Um, it was a little, little exhausting first thing in the morning, but we all got... What I was really excited about is that they started on time. Yeah. I was really worried that we were going to start like 20 minutes late, but no, we started on time, which was excellent. I think they were ready to do that. If for no other reason, then there is a time limit. Yes, because the CCG hall closed at 4 p.m. today. Not just the CCG hall. The entire convention. Yeah. Gen Con closes at 4 p.m., so so there was a time limit. Funny story. If you haven't been there, so... At the end of the show, they start calling out over the PA system. You know, they're Gen Con attendees. There is now one hour left, and everybody cheers. And then they say, Gen Con attendees, there are 30 minutes left. And they do 15 and 10 and 5. And they go, thank you, everyone, for coming to Gen Con 2018. And then they turn the lights off. Yeah, like you'll be standing <laughs> there and the light, like you're just standing there in the dark. It, it, no, it's not dark. Okay. It's just dim. You're sitting there in the emergency lighting only. It's kind of like if you're at the bar for last call and they turn on the lights. Like It's just you, in the opposite. You don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. Yeah, like, That's kind of what it is, which um, is funny. You know, it, they obviously can't turn the lights off, off for safety reasons. Yes. But, uh, so, as we said, the event kind of was on a time limit. Very much so. So it wasn't a literal time limit for most intensive purposes because we started at nine. We had until four. But just we only had case. to do four rounds. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's better to be safe than sorry kind of thing. So they were very expeditiously getting us up and running. Which made me happy because if I'm up in the morning doing things, I want to do them. I don't do sitting around in the morning. Well, well. both wife and I were kind of anxious going in. So it's a single elimination round. So it's stressful there. It's the top cut at national. So you know that you're going to be, you know, you're not playing Joe Schmo who came over to hang out, you know, or your buddy in your basement. It's, you know, these people know what they're doing. Yeah. And they're out for blood. Not yeah. like that they're going to be no, they're, they're not going to be mean about anything. Yeah, it was it's just, just, you know, there's money involved. Well, it's also, you know, for a lot of those people, it was playing for pride, too. Yeah. It's, this is their game, and this is their thing. Uh, and a lot of the people there, they are faces and names that we've seen, we've heard of, and they do consistently well. Yeah. Although there were a couple, were well, more than a couple, outliers. there were a few new faces, which um, is good. Yeah, so we started uh, the top 16. There, after the first round, um, I, husband, were you feature rush in the very first round? Yes. <laughs> I was so, the feature match twice. Yeah. So, um, if you guys want to check out the feature matches. I don't know when 
Uh, they will have them up, but it's supposed to be on the Light Seekers YouTube channel, so you could always, you know, follow over there or subscribe or whatever YouTube calls it. Yes. Uh, they do have other rounds, and it was the developers of the game that were commentating. This is which is, true. Which is always cool to get their insight on these things. And I've always, a little nerve-wracking. Well, yes and no. I mean... I warned my opponent when we went up there. I said, congrats on your free win because I'm a choke artist at the feature table. But I pulled it out. I won the next round. And then I lost on the, the second feature match yes. in top four. So um, I, in the first round, I made it to top eight. Super exciting. And then I played the defending champion on camera in round two. And that didn't have the best of luck. Defending champion from PAX, whatever East. last East was the yeah. last one, I guess. So. Um, so I, I was a little nervous going in. I did well game one, not so well games two and three, but you know what? I got a win. So hey. I'm happy with that. So, well, we accomplished our goal. We wanted to, we were shooting for top eight. Yeah. Uh, we made it. I hit top four. Wife finished top eight, but it was a good family outing. It was, it was <laughs> a nice day out. Um, there were lots of really interesting decks that, uh, we're probably getting more there into were, another day. Uh, yeah, there <laughs> Interesting is one way to describe some of them. Uh, yeah. So that is definitely a topic for another day. It's also almost moot because... Because the format changes in two days. Yeah, and the brand, the third set... By the Kindred, time this is released, the format will have changed. Exactly, because there's a bunch of erratas and bands that will be going into place anyway alongside that. So it's it's good to unpack this. I think it's interesting to talk about. But at the same time, it's not necessarily going to be very valuable going forward. But we'll see. Yeah, but it's fun to talk about. I like analyzing things. You um, do? Since when? Sometimes. Since when? Um, Did, didn't you just say, or was it yesterday's recording, that you said that I overanalyze things? You do overanalyze. I like, I like doing the perfect amount of analysis. Or really, who determines that? Me. Oh, uh, I see how it is. I'm the wife. I'm always right. Anyway. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, we had a great day out. Um, saw some people that we knew from PAX Unplugged. Saw a lot of new faces. Yeah. Um, hopefully in the next couple episodes, because, like we said, there's a lot going on. We'll we're be gonna, able to unpack so yeah, going, the Light Seekers event. Going forward, we're, we're going to... Wife and I have to discuss how we want to handle talking about Gen Con this year, whether we want to do more articles, do more recordings how we want to release them, because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. I know. And we have a lot of thoughts on a lot of different things across all three games, yeah. some new games. So we, one of the new games that uh, I was able to demo in between rounds of other things. And, and you know, when we could standing in line in. at the Transformers booth for seven hours. Yeah, hanging out there a lot, talking to people about that. Uh, I was able to demo Jasco Games UFS, Universal Fighting System, which I really like. And I'm excited about because now they have the Mortal Kombat license. Yeah. So they have Street Fighter, Mega Man, I think Guilty Gear. I'm not sure about that. Uh, Mortal Kombat. They have like Darkstalkers. Uh, they have like a million different licenses. And it's awesome. Yeah. The rule set is also really interesting, the way it functions. So I really like the way they handle it. it so... I know wife was feeling, I could see it on her face, she was feeling a little overwhelmed when we did the demo because there's a lot there's a to lot, it. There is a lot to it, and there's a lot of numbers on those cards. But it, for those of you out there not familiar with it, if you played fighting games, modern fighting games, where they have a super meter, there's a combo system that, uh, you know, when people are 
obviously there's a number of tournaments for it. People analyze the frame data and all this stuff. And the game does a fantastic job of translating all of that into a card game. And yeah. in a very unique way. And I really, really like it. Mm -hmm. It seems like a lot of fun, but it's... <laughs> We gotta find the hours in the day to play yeah. now a fourth, well, fifth game, fifth, including because, Transformers. Yeah. But um, we also got to meet uh, the Seth Gray and Shane Duckworth in real life, which yes. was really nice. Yes. Yeah, so um, Shane so and Luke, from thanks for uh, inter interviews. Yep. So you can definitely check our, our uh, back catalog. Is that what yeah. you would call it? Sure. Uh, for those, and I'm sure we'll get them on again. It's because they, uh, well, they're helping keep WoW alive. Yeah. as well so it's really cool that they're able to do that so uh as but we said i we did pretty well like we had a successful weekend so i guess we sort of made up for well at least i sort of made up for my hard failings at you did, the games okay. i love you did that'll uh, do pig that'll do it has been four very successful days of straight gaming husband yeah i it's been a lot four very fun Days, I very most, long days. So people always say, you know, you come back from vacation, you need another vacation to recover from your vacation. I'm not <laughs> ready to go back to the real world. Yeah, I'm not but, ready to go back to the real world, but I wouldn't mind. Yeah, like, I a use, night of sleep where I'm not dreaming about cards. Or at this point, given all the junk food and oh yeah, the I dehydration, because like you don't realize how dehydrated you get just from sitting there. Even with us running, there was a. Uh, a water filter nearby and we we're refilling water bottles as much as we could but man it's just yeah and just from you don't also the ambient noise in this the the hall is pretty you loud. don't realize as you can tell from our voices you're you you don't have to scream but you do have to be much louder than normal for everybody yeah. to hear you clearly and as a result it was uh yeah my my throat could use a few days rest. Yeah, I think while I'm definitely not ready to go home, I'm okay with some peace and quiet for a couple days. Yeah. Well, I, I wish that we could say next weekend was another big event, though. Yeah. I would. Too. Like I said before, it's it's a whole year now until we can play. Well, not play again. We could obviously play ourselves, but like do this kind of thing again. Yeah. So I'm but, anxious already. Like already I'm the gears are turning about things I want to try. Yeah. Start testing. Maybe we'll wait a couple of days, but I, I want to get right back I, on the horse. I want, I want three days where I don't pick up a piece of cardboard. <laughs> I guarantee I'm going to hand you a wow deck list before three days is up. I guarantee you are too. But for now, yep. I'm wife and I'm husband. Join us next time for more random thoughts. So for all other things Random Thoughts, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. At our website, randomsthoughts.wordpress.com, you can now find us on Facebook under the tag of Random Thoughts. Or find us on Twitter, at randthoughtpod. That's at R-A-N-D thought pod. And please feel free to reach out to us on Gmail at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. <laughs>